Hey, my sister still be trying to act like she my mama. Even though she called me earlier, she was like, I just want to tell you that Moore's Mill's clothes going to your house. I was like, thank you. That's some mom shit. She, hey, her and Patricia Woods fight to see who this real mom is. Well, I taught him how to uh, skate. I taught him how to uh, ride his bike. I taught him how to tie his shoe. She really taught me all those things. Yeah. My mom taught me how to read. You know what's weird? You never think about how, like, certain things you learned. Like, as far as I can remember, I remember knowing how to read. Mm. Yeah. You don't, don't actually remember, like, the process, though. No. Yeah. None of the process. I just remember I knew at least I could read sentences going into kindergarten. And I was reading books. And then I just added more words to it. Weird, a nerd in the making. Hey, I was look. I am the super like black nerd. Like, <laughs> like, bro, it was weird. I mean, it's not weird. It's actually kind of fun because also when you get older and you realize, oh, I'm never gonna be popular, and you just stop caring and you become popular. It's like it worked. <laughs> Who would have thought? Right, look at us. <laughs> like. It's just weird the things that you don't like. You just like you. Have you seen that TikTok of that guy where he acts like when you become conscious, and like he's in kindergarten playing with blocks, and then all of a sudden he's aware, and mm-hmm. he's like, "What is going on? Where am I? Mm-hmm. Why does the moon follow us when yeah. we could drive at night?" <laughs> yeah, I do. Re- I do remember having those moments. I, I re- will say, I definitely remember. Addition and subtraction because I struggled with fucking addiction or addition, not addiction. addiction. <laughs> Whoa, Brody is slip. <laughs> Whoa, there. I struggled with addition so hard. Like I used to get so mad. I would cry doing homework. Like it was literally that fucking viral ass video scenario of if four if Johnny has four if like, Johnny has five apples <laughs> hours sitting at the kitchen table like I remember exactly where I was sitting it was at the head of the kitchen table in our old house on Old Wood Road and Chase Acres right down the street from River to Middle <laughs> oh man those were hard times I thought I was I, I felt like a loser in class, because I I would cry in class too whenever we got to like math. A nerd in the making. <laughs> it was first grade. I would just be so frustrated. Teacher be calling on people for answers, and I'd just be like, "That's when I first learned how to cheat." <laughs> <laughs> we should just name this episode "How I Learned How to Cheat," <laughs> just to get clicks. <laughs> how to raise a nerd. <laughs> Like that time that we had uh, these nuts and people just kept listening to and we were literally like listing different nuts we liked. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, we just got to get back to trolling <laughs> full time again. That was the funnest <laughs> era of Suburban Pie when we were just saying, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> what? Division used to kick my ass. Division yeah. will still kick my ass. It was long division for me. Yeah. The simple shit, that was easy. Like, because once you learn multiplication. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just reversing it. But like that, the that long, long shit. And you got to show your work. 363 divided by 
11. Nigga, you just fucking triggered the fuck out of me. When niggas start shouting out numbers to me, I just like <gasps> like act like a deer in the headlights. I'm like, nigga, are you speaking witchcraft? Are you a fucking witch? Actually, that one's easy. That was easy. But the, yeah. I- Long division. Oh, yeah. Show your work. And then when we started doing decimals and then fractions. And then when they started adding letters into the shit, I was like, this is not math anymore, guys. Exponents. Like, no, this ain't fucking math. Sine, cosine, tangent. It's just just too much. By the time we got to that shit, (laughs) I clocked out. I was like, oh, I'm I'm definitely I can't do anything involving math. Yeah. And I was like, if I go to college, I can't do any kind of math thing. And I learned that's not true. Cause there's tons of people that struggle with math and have like engineering degrees and shit like that. It's true. But I was punked myself out. I was like, let me just stick to the rivers and the lakes that I'm used to. I'm go- yeah. I love history. <laughs> I like education. Let me just be a history major. 10th grade math is where I clocked out. We were in the same 10th grade math class. Yeah. <laughs> After geometry, I was like, I'm, I don't want to math no more. Nigga, I failed geometry by two points. And I was like, oh, I hate this. I can't remember what I got in geometry. I think it was a C by the grace of God. And then algebra. <sighs> college, what, college. what came after algebra? Pre-cal? Uh, algebra 2 with trick. Yeah, that really fucked me up. Yeah, that shit fucked me up. <laughs> Whew. Hey, math is where you get me. Like, I kick ass in every other standardized test, but math, I'm like, I, I think, what did I get in math in my ACT? I made like a 19. I was like, I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, my ACT, I, child, my ACT score was low, honey. I'm glad Auburn standards were not as high when I got in. Because I took that one ACT that one time, got into Auburn, and never looked back. Bro, I took my ACT that first time. And then I remember we went to uh, college uh, the college fair. And I asked uh, Tuskegee because they were there. I, and, and I told her my score. She was like, I mean that's okay and I was like man fuck Tuskegee and I was like I will hate these bastards for the rest of my goddamn life oh. A&M playing Tuskegee for homecoming this year oh yeah it's gonna be lit hey city is gonna be crazy it's gonna be lit Um, speaking of crazy shit shout out to our alma mater Buckhorn one oh, state, yeah. oh, state yeah. championship you basketball listen, if we can't count on nothing else we can count on Buckhorn basketball right hey always come through um, they won state today for the first time since 1995, mm-hmm. and it was the first time they got to the championship game since we were in high school. Since, yeah, they because they made it 06 with Trent. Now we made it to a uh, state championship in 5A in football and basketball that year. That's that was, in your class. That was a big legendary. Year. That was fun times. Fun, fun times. Great times. And then we all unironically just be like, go Bucks. <laughs> Buckern. Because we went to Buckern High School in Newmarket, Alabama. Yeah. And so if you, some of them fans, like, if you said, go Bucks. Go Blue. 
Big Blue. Also, this is our urban uh, urban f- uh, folk folklore. <laughs> um, Foxtails, which was a gentleman's club in the county, one of the only gentlemen's clubs when we were young, mm-hmm. out this way. One of the uh, the owner, his son, played football with us, mm-hmm. and so he had a sign that had. Uh, go Bucks and then Dancers Wanted underneath yeah, it. Yeah. That's some legendary shit. True. <laughs> that might be the cover of this fucking... Uh... <laughs> hey, that's some marketing if I say... Go Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wild times. We went to Buckhorn High School, home of the Bucks and the Lady Bucks, which, if you keeping up with us, uh, with zoology people... There's no such thing as a ladybuck. <laughs> but it was at Buckhorn. But she was at Buckhorn. <laughs> Lady Bucks was at Buckhorn, bucking it up. <sighs> Nucking and bucking. If and, you will. <laughs> Nucking and bucking and ready to fight. <laughs> um, but yeah, shout out to uh, this class. Um, so, Caleb Holt is a 15-year-old freshman. Played eighth grade basketball for varsity last year. One of the most recruited uh, players coming up, and he goes to our, our alma mater. Oh, shit. Homie scored 30, I think six, 18, three and three. And then scored 30 something, 32 last game. Damn. Hey, bro, we got one. That looks like getting buckets. <laughs> so basically, we finna be going to the championship for the next four years. Hey, we, we going to the championship. <laughs> right, we. <laughs> right. Us. Uh, I always thought about making shirts that said, like, uh, Buckhorn Alumni AV Club. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Just do it and sell it. <laughs> like, I was also thinking, I was like, what if we like the name of this episode is Alumni AV Club? <laughs> I was thinking as far as like the varsity shit, that'd be like dope. Hey, we fucking, hey, bro, if we ever get some fucking money, we gonna be unstoppable, nigga. Unstoppable. Bro, we gonna have just dope shit left and right. We ain't got no money, we got dope shit left and right. <laughs> hey. We doing our best. <laughs> We're trying our hardest, guys. <laughs> I'm trying to get rich with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> a dollar in a fucking dream. I'd be having all these business ideas. I just be seeing designs in my head. I be, I be thinking about like, I'm not very good at drawing, but I've wondered if I could do like graphic design. Hell yeah. You think I mean, so? if you can put, yeah, if you could put lettering and fonts and images together, that's all that it is. I just be, I be second guessing myself. Like the other day, I was uh, I was I wasn't feeling down, but I was feeling I was it was my off day and I was just chilling. I um went and paid my rent because I was off on the first. Uh, went and got some breakfast, came back here. I'm chilling, and I um 
I chill here for a little bit, just hanging out with Cooper. And then I uh, eventually go back into town and I go to Ike's Kitchen, which is a Nigerian food place on Blue mm-hmm. Spring. Usually I'll just get my food to go, but for some reason I just wanted to eat in. That day, there's another lady that was sitting over. Like she was sitting next to me. Like the owner, like I come in there so much that he, he remembered me. You're like, ah, my friend. <laughs> you coming away so you won't have to pay light bill, huh? <laughs> and I was I was just like, nah, man, I've been working. But he gave me, like, is it called Ugazi? Or... It's one of their Nigerian soups. What you eat it with a swallow, which is pounded yam. Mm-hmm. The little thing that almost looks like mashed potatoes. And you dip it in the salt. In, in the soup that sounds so good yeah uh the soup is not like uh, a soup that we think of a soup is just it's more a little bit more solid mm-hmm. that you can dip it with but you eat it with your hands so it's more like a dip more or less yeah but like you know, it has like meat in it this one i had beef it had let me show you was it like pulled beef yeah, uh, let me see. Roast, if you will. This is it. That's uh, that's extra beef with it. Oh, that looks good. Yeah. What are the greens? I'm not for sure. It's uh. It looks like turnip. I think it might be. I'm not for sure though. It's like turnip or spinach. It's very green, so it's probably spinach. Turnips are usually dark. I'm sorry, it wasn't the Ugazi. She was the girl next to me was eating Guzi or Gasi. I was eating the Ifo. It's spinach. It's spinach stew. Sounds good. I love spinach. Yeah. I I was, oh, nigga, I was tearing that shit up. So I get in, like, I'm eating. The girl next to me finishes her food. Like, she's like a full, like, I could tell she's a full on foodie because she's like taking pictures with her food and stuff. And I mean, it's the same shit I be doing. So I'm just like, game recognized game. Mm -hmm. So she goes to pay her food. Uh, The owner checks her out. And then she's staying there. She's writing a note. And I'm like, what the? And they keep looking at me. I'm like, what the fuck? Is this a fucking hit? What the fuck is going on, nigga? And then she leaves. Um, and then so I finish. Another girl comes in. She orders. And she's like, nigga, I'm going to learn how to make this shit. This shit's too expensive. <laughs> I'm sure it's easy to make. Yeah. Like, for me, I just like support. Like, little, like you can tell they... they they got a dollar in a dream. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's good food, though. So, the girl gets her food. I go to the front to try to pay. He's like, oh, no, she already paid. I was like, who? He's like, the girl that was here right before you. She she told me she wanted to pay for your meal. Aww. And I was like, what? 
Cause that shit ain't never happened to me, yeah, bro. Yeah, me either. Well, it happened one time in Chick Fil A, but you know that's some Chick Fil A shit. Yeah, magical <laughs> shit happens at Chick Fil A <laughs> all the time. You don't go to no African restaurant expecting another <laughs> nigga to pay for your fucking shit. <sighs> like God's hand be on Chick Fil A. Yeah, you can tell it. <laughs> that's the Lord's chicken. I went there today, and the girl was like complimenting my nails. She was going so hard for me. I was like, thank you, girl. I, I, like, Ooh, I got a fan. <laughs> I rolled up the window. I was like, I love Chick-fil-A. I know. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, she had paid it. And I was like, holy shit. Before I left, I was feeling down. And then, like, I had taken my shower. And I'm brushing my hair in the mirror. I'm like, I'm a good-looking ass nigga. <laughs> and I'm driving. I'm like, I'm still, like, I'm, 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 I'm still that nigga. I, like, I know. I'm, I'm making Cadillac turns in the, in the uh, F-150. I'm like, I'm one of them niggas. I'm a Southern, like, dope-ass, black-ass nigga. Not a Cadillac turn. <laughs> Cadillac turns in the Ford, baby. <laughs> so, like, I I was, you know, I, I had been going through my motions, but I was like, I feel like that nigga after she paid for my bill. I was like, that's some dope shit. Did they tell you what she wrote? Yeah, he showed me the note. He said, it said, I want to pay for his meal. Don't say anything loud or anything. I want uh-huh. it to be a uh, a surprise. Aww. A blessing. I was like, bro, that shit be redeeming your, like, your, like, thoughts and humanity and shit. Yeah, shout yeah. out to her. Right, shout out to that random black woman. And I was also like, I love black women. Like, I like on a real deal. Like, I love black women. Shout out to us. <laughs> Shout out to y'all. Hey, y'all be saving the world. Like, black women are superheroes of America. The team be on our back for sure. Anytime democracy is in peril, black women show up. Anytime the world need a reality check, black women show up. Show up and show out <laughs> with all the common sense talking points. Right. Logic. A sister reads you, like a sister that's on her righteousness, when she reads you, you can't you can't wave that shit off. You can't disagree neither. I know. You're like, she right. <laughs> she we got right. logic and solutions. Right. And critical thinking. Especially like when a black woman really know like when she knows you and she can tell you things that may be uncomfortable, you're like God damn, I'm a better person for having her mom. <laughs> and you realize that she's doing it out of love. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, that's magic, bro. Hell yeah. I be hoping that, like, women meet, like, niggas that, like, redeem their, like, thoughts and men be like, okay, they're not all shitty. I be hoping. I know a lot of shitty ass niggas, though. Same. We played against the odds, baby. <laughs> but look. <laughs> Black women love to show up and show out. Sure do. Sure will. Hey. Since we came to this country, black women have saved this country from itself. Well, that's what happens when you're, quote unquote, a double minority. Right. Your experiences allow you to think in a different way. It's just... I don't know. I feel like I hate the modern like idea of simping. 
because it's not actually talking about like traditional simping, even though I have disagreements with the idea of simping. Now these new niggas just make it to be like, oh, you out here respecting women, nigga. <laughs> these new niggas hate women. Yeah. And not even like in the traditional, like, no. chauvinistic point of view of my age. Be these, like, yeah. these new niggas do not like women. Right. They feel like they should have to, they shouldn't do anything above the bare minimum and they should just be accepted. Everything should be cool. Like, I saw a tweet from a young nigga t- today where he was talking about the women that have to, that make you work for the pussy. And it's like, bro. You're not entitled to it, so no, it's not yours, <laughs> and it might not necessarily her making you work. Maybe she just don't want to give you none, right? <laughs> like, and it's not the end of the world, bro. She gonna be ready when she ready, and if she not, move on, right? These new niggas, bro, don't trust them new niggas, ladies and like we getting old too. We a, hey, I love it though. I be seeing nutty ass fucking shit. And I be seeing like tweets. I'm like, oh, this is a young nigga. I can tell. Or a Every nigga, from, or a nigga from South Africa or Nigeria. You be like, oh yeah, that's some young Nigerian ass shit. Man, ever since you told me about that South African shit, it always check out, don't it? Nine out of ten times, you be right. I seen a tweet. Gosh, I remember. What did the fucking tweet say? I don't even know if I saved it. Oh, it was something about um. Single women pretending that they don't want to be single or deep down single women really know that they want to be married and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And I was like, mm. so I went to the thread and then I went to her profile, South Africa. I was like, dead giveaway. What did Juice tell me? Dead giveaway. <laughs> what did Juice tell me? <laughs> like, bro, it worked. Look. I was getting ready to get in them comments and say something, but I was like, South African niggas be wild, bro. Nope. <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, try it at home yourself. <laughs> Next time you see a really crazy tweet and a black face in the AVI, is either going to be a bot, somebody from South Africa, or somebody from Nigeria. Especially if it has to do with relationships or anything dealing with men and women yeah. coexisting. Relationships? Crazy shit always in South Africa. Religious crazy shit be either like the Caribbean or Nigeria. Or niggas here. <laughs> like the super churchy niggas here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, I look, bro, I didn't study Twitter for years, bro. From it's a social standpoint. I'm not writing a paper or anything, but I just been <laughs> peeping shit. I realized that these niggas been wilding in specific locations. That's a great opening to a wonderful think piece. What? Just write it. Just go ahead and talk about it. Go Bro, into detail. Hey, I'll research this paper down and be like, Juice had it all figured out. Like, yeah, give, I told- us, give us some screenshots. Bro, I, I got to step my game up. I was like, Bro, I don't. <laughs> I gotta take this shit to the <laughs> next level. <laughs> I uh, that like, that shit just lets me know that I could not survive modern day African society. No, it's just sad. Yeah, because you'd be thinking like experiencing life as a black person in America, you'd be like, 
I just wish I could go somewhere mm-hmm. and it was majority us. And mm-hmm. then you realize places where it's majority us ain't us. It's us versus them in every which way possible. Hey, colonization is a motherfucker. It's a cold world out here. Bro, like niggas on every continent be wild. <laughs> you know how wild that shit is? I'm going to just stay right here where I'm at. Right. Well, people are like, I want to find a love outside of this country. But mm, uh, I'm going to stick to the rivers and the lakes I'm used to. I ain't look. Fighting them cultural differences. I would love to meet a nice Nigerian-American woman that we are each the opposite of whatever stereotypes are about us. Mm-hmm. But look, bro, if it don't happen, it don't happen. I would like to marry a Southern woman. For anything else. True. So if I have children, I want them to be raised by a southern woman like I was. I don't trust them up north, bitch. No, just <laughs> You got to know how to make cornbread and biscuits. Right. Look. Can't trust no up north cornbread. Right. And also, I'm judging y'all if y'all two, three generations removed from the south. You got to have a grandma from the south at least to rock with me. If you can't cook no southern soul food, it just might not work. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just nobody's fault except for who didn't teach you how what to. Are, yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here? What do you mean? I thought everything was going good. You what can't cook cornbread. What is this? Right. Like, how am I supposed to survive if you don't cook me black eyed peas and collard greens on fucking New Year's? <laughs> How is our family going to thrive? I got to get this money, baby. I need the luck. How am I going to have a hearty breakfast home cooked without a fluffy-ass biscuit? Right. You don't know how to make grits. (laughs) What you mean? (laughs) You don't know what Koneka sausage is. (laughs) Because that's some Southern shit. Oh, yeah. Hey. (laughs) Niggas that don't know. <laughs> Niggas that don't know don't have no fucking clue. If you know, you know. Ooh, I, ooh just think about uh, one of them sausages. Hey, don't let that pressure fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's getting a lot of people out here. Hey, that pressure, look. We're going to delete this. I'll be taking the pressure medicine. Like, bro, that shit real. Actually, this is going to sound sad. Most of the black men I know will be taking the pressure medicine. Mm-hmm. That pressure ain't no joke. It ain't. That hypertension. I, that's what, look, that when motherfuckers be using big words, they're like, what the fuck is hypertension? Oh, the pressure? Yeah. Oh, I know what the pressure yeah. is. That salt, baby. Come on <laughs> up off of it. <laughs> you have diabetes. The sugar? <laughs> <laughs> I got the sugar. <laughs> um. Oh, okay. This is what I was going to talk about. That thread where people talked about how their parents met oh, yeah. is the cutest fucking shit. I didn't read the thread. Like, the quote tweets on it were so amazing. Like, so it was a tweet. It was from a couple of days ago. Do you know how your parents met each other? And both of us were in, like, we uh, quote tweeted. Mm-hmm. 
mine was they grew up in a small town, so they always knew of each other. My dad's cousin was trying to date my mom. <laughs> he made the mistake of introducing her to my dad. <laughs> cousin turned his neck and his dame was missing. <laughs> Your daddy said, gotcha, bitch. Right. <laughs> My daddy was like, I'm a fly-ass dresser. I got this <laughs> nice-ass fucking... I think he had a Caprice. Oh, yeah. He was that nigga. Hey, Dennis Senior was that nigga. I could tell from the leather jacket and the fro and the chain. That's, all I, that's all I need to know. Hey. Say less. Hey. <laughs> this nigga was cold as fuck. What's understood don't gotta <laughs> be explained. explained. <laughs> <laughs> Stunting is a fucking habit. And it runs in my goddamn family. <laughs> It is what it is, you know? Right. Um, so people were sharing, like, their, like, how their family was meeting. It was so crazy. Because it went from, like, the wholesome ones to the people being like, that shit is chaotic as fuck. Like, one girl, she was like, my dad... Uh, was in the club but he saw this girl fighting another girl he was like that's the woman I want to marry <laughs> <laughs> yo and then one person she was just like they were like how did your uh, parents meet and she said my daddy uh, told my mama to roll the window down for a second <laughs> on a plane <laughs> in traffic <laughs> Oh, okay. He was hollering from the passenger side. Duh, you can't roll the window down on the plane. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> okay, so he pulled up and was like, "Yeah." And then it was other people being like, <laughs> like just stupid. Like the funniest one. This is what I was trying to remember. All right, this is the funniest one. So the question is, how did your parents meet? And the girl said, my daddy uh, had high blood pressure and my mama was the nurse. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> hey, at least. That, that's the blackest love story. <laughs> at least he knew that she could take care of his ass. That's love America style. <laughs> my daddy had the pressure and my mama was a nurse. That is black as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many like cute ass fucking stories. And I was just thinking, man, our generation... If you ain't got married by now, you ain't going to have one of them stories. It ain't going to be one of them. Uh, we bumped into, we always grew up next to each other. Or my uh, my family knew her family. Because mm-hmm. that's really like, I didn't know this until later. My mom said that she used to play with my dad's sisters. Oh, it was just like a six degrees of separation. So what happened was... So my mom lived in the city or the small city that we're from. And my dad lived in the, in the country. But my dad lived close to my mom's granddad. Apparently, like, that whole side of the family, they were all uh, plantation families. Mm. So my mom's dad's side and my dad's mom's side was from out that way and they all went to similar churches and all that shit so when my mom would be staying with my my great grandparents those were the kids she would play with Mm. but my dad was like four or five years older than my mom so she didn't remember him but she wasn't in the mix right yeah but she knew of him and then they just reconnected because my dad's cousin was trying to uh 
move in. He's he's moving like a respectable Negro too. <laughs> he is bringing flowers to my mom and my grandma. Trying to introduce her to family members, right? He is hey, he is trying to move at this shit like Dennis Woods Jr. Little did he know, Dennis Woods C don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Turn your neck, your day missing. <laughs> Little did he know. Like, this nigga had all the sauce. <laughs> Faith, fuck my family. <laughs> Ooh, Bro, this... The tension in the air of that that seed. Yeah. Hey. I think all everybody's hairs was standing up. All right. Let's just hey, fuck it. We're just winking anyway. So how do we do this? Cause I don't want to say ghetto. I don't want to say hood movies. But what is like the blackest? What is like the Mount Rushmore, if you will, of black ass movies? Not movies that starring black people, but like black ass movies. You feel me? Hmm. It doesn't have to be Mount Rushmore, but like, what is like the go tos? The color purple. Yeah. Even though I've seen a lot of people uh, try to uh, do revisionist history with color purple, it'd be like, they were, uh, that changed, like, Kevin Samuels used to always do that thing where he'd be like, that movie single-handedly changed the way that women, black women talked about their men. Like, shut the fuck up, nigga. We always knew abusive niggas was here. Yeah. That shit is not a new phenomenon. Women exist, and misogyny and sexism exist. It didn't take somebody shining a light on that shit. It wasn't a goddamn... Uh, new virus we found yeah. it, was, it was fucking it's already here <laughs> right it's like when people be like we, we weren't racist until Obama got president y'all identifying as the upset uh, the oppressors mm-hmm. but anyway Mount Rushmore <laughs> black ass movies Five Heartbeats is a black ass movie true 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 like as far as the way like Robert Townsend talking that shit and everything, mm-hmm. that's some nigga shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Boys in the Hood. Yep. Um, John Singleton got his own little wing of black ass. We got yeah. baby baby boy. I was gonna say baby boy. <laughs> uh, uh, what's it called? Poetic justice. Uh, Snowfall. Um, any of the Spike Lee joints? Yeah, specifically for me, like do the right thing or Malcolm X are probably the apex of it. But so many different levels of Spike Lee movies. The best man, the best man to me is the best romantic, the black romantic comedy. I agree. And the Best Man series is so good, too. I love the way that they show bougie blackness. I Look, I'm I'm a child of the 90s. I, I, like, I aspire to be that bougie-ass 
black family. I feel like any movie with Loretta Devine in it. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Where she, if Loretta Devine in it, it's if, black as fuck. If Loretta Devine, Clifton Powell, or Bokeem Woodbine <laughs> are in it, that's a black ass fucking movie. Because no, Loretta Devine just does a southern accent so well. And I don't know, when I think super black, I just always think southern. Because that's blackity black, black, black. You know what I'm saying? Right, like... <laughs> That's deep black. <laughs> that, that, that shit hit different. It's dark black. <laughs> this is like, this is uh, Nat King Cole black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just cold with a smile. <laughs> I can't think of any, anything else. Um, black Panther's there now. Black Panther is blacky black, black, black. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of stuff that's out of the box as black, black. I mean, you got the movies like Shadas and New Jack City is black, black. Yes. Belly. Yeah. Uh, The Wiz. <laughs> I'm trying to think of older stuff, too. All them black exploitation movies, Shaft, Superfly, which is my favorite black exploitation movie. I love Superfly. I used to watch that shit. I had that shit on my uh, video iPad. I mean iPod. Oh damn! I used to watch Young Blood Priest be out here snorting <laughs> coke and, and ninja chopping uh, white police officers. <laughs> Shaft, uh, Black Caesar. I don't think I've seen Black Caesar. Black Caesar's dope. Uh, the Mac, another classic. I don't think I've seen The Mac. Oh, you gotta see The Mac. What is The Mac? That's the one with Goldie, where Goldie get, uh, becomes a pimp. And the most famous thing from that movie is I Choose You by Willie Hutch, which is later used in the sample for International Players Anthem. Mm. I Choose You, mm-hmm. girl. That um, that soundtrack is amazing. Life in Harlem Nights. Yeah. Life especially is very niggerish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something, like that's like that is some nigga shit. Yes. Period. Through Every, and through. Everybody in that movie is like the tiffy top of, of nigga shit. You got Bernie, Eddie, uh, Martin, uh, Anthony Anderson, uh, Miguel Nunez, uh, Guy Tory. Hey, Bokeem Woodbine is also in that. <laughs> Bro, some of these theories I be telling y'all are really thought out. I just be saying the goofy shit. <laughs> and what's his name? The older nigga. Oh, I know he's talking about Oba Baratunde. I think is his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, hey, that's another one. <laughs> if he in your movie, you in a black ass fucking movie. <laughs> in high school, me and Akeem developed the whole thing of if Clifton Powell and Bokeem Woodbine are in your movies. <laughs> 
that is like them niggas are in everybody's movie and nobody can name them because back then people would be like you know the nigga that played the uncle in uh, yeah. Woman That Are Loose he's always the uncle or, or the, pinky. The, the mean nigga the mad nigga something right and then, Powell just got a mean face he do <laughs> if, if, if he was a Disney character he would be Scar yes <laughs> yes <laughs> Now I want to see a, a Lion King remake with Clifton Powell and Scar. That shit would be uh, like legendary. Perfect role for him. When people were floating the idea of Denzel playing Magneto, and like when they redo X Men in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. people were like, uh, uh, reports are saying Clifton Powell was chosen <laughs> to be uh, not reports. <laughs> Dr. Xavier. <laughs> Bro, I want to see an X-Men with Clifton Powell as Dr. Xavier and Denzel as Magneto. I got to see I got to see Denzel. Any Denzel movie is definitely black black. Has Clifton Powell and Denzel been in a movie together? They had to have. That's a good question. They had to have happened. Like was Clifton Powell and Malcolm X? No. no. Why do I feel like he was? Because Clifton Powell would be in a movie about Malcolm. Now, all right, here's why I'm willing to bet you, <laughs> Clifton Powell has been in a movie about Malcolm <clears throat> X. It just wasn't Malcolm X. Okay. I'm willing to bet he's been in some TV movie as. Wait. He was in Ray. He was in Ray. Yes. He was in Ray. Ray is a black ass movie. Yeah, Ray is black. It's definitely a black ass movie. Um, Bad Boys. All the Bad Boys. Uh, Coming to America, of course. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Friday. For sure. I was trying not to say that one first. Yeah, me too, and I <laughs> forgot about it. <laughs> they said Clifton Powell was in Three Ninjas. Barbershop. Barbershop is definitely. Oh, yeah, he was the detective in Three Ninjas. Oh, shit. He definitely is a detective-ass nigga. Yeah, if I saw Clifton Powell, I would be like, that nigga's a snitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking his job seriously. Right. He's <laughs> <laughs> snitching on everybody. Uh, Beyonce's Homecoming is a black ass movie. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's going to be like the traditional movie in my house. You're like, guys, it's Thanksgiving. You know what that means? Beyonce's Homecoming. <laughs> um,. What are some other concert like the Richard Pryor live at Sunset Strip? Oh yeah, that's easy. That's yeah. Uh, Eddie Murphy, Delirious or Raw? Raw is my favorite, but I won't. If I have children, I won't be able to play that till they get older. Yeah, for sure. They got to be sixteen and up. <laughs> Can you imagine how crazy they're gonna be looking at the part where he says the f word? Yeah, and they'd be like, "Oh my god." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> what is going on? This right. is unhinged. <laughs> It'd be like when we like when we were growing up, we watched Blazing Saddles and they just used nigger all the time. We'd be like, whoa, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> like, damn, motherfuckers are just using the F word left and right. Yes. That's another tweet. Somebody tweeted about, I think it was like the anniversary of that time that Kobe called a referee the F word and the NBA calls, uh, find him a hundred thousand dollars. That was like in 2011. Motherfuckers are still saying the F word. I still be hearing people say it now and I'll be like, whoa. Yeah. What I don't, the I don't fuck? tolerate that shit. No. I'll be like, nah, bro, that shit. Uh-uh, we, we done came too far. I remember, like, this is how I know, like, we didn't came so far in that shit. I remember Twitter arguments where people were like, the F word, and everybody knows if I say the F word, I'm not saying fuck, because we that's our, that. I, 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 look, we, love, <laughs> we love the word fuck on this podcast. We'll say the fuck out of that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I remember Twitter arguments where people were like, the F word isn't. They they would just say the word. They but the F word isn't the same as saying nigger. No, nigga, they were right when they were saying it was that's their F I mean, that's their N word. Yeah. That's the same shit. And then I remember ignorant motherfuckers used to be like, Well, people never kill people for being gay. Like, nigga, nigga well, Hello? Where have you been? I know people are killing people for being gay now. Nigga. Right. Like what? And they're like, but they were never slaves. You'd be like, I'm sure it was some gay slaves. Gay didn't just happen recently. Right. <laughs> it's happened since the beginning of time. Because they've always existed. But people just be getting caught. Back then, I think we've come a, a diff, uh not a long way. No, we did come a long way. Yeah. In our lifetime, like, from when we were, like, children. I was going to say, in the last 20 years, it's been a lot of progression, for sure. Especially um, among LGBTQ issues. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody mentioned it. They were like, when Obama ran the first time, he didn't support gay marriage. Even mm-hmm. though, like, in private, he did. But he didn't think he could win on being like, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the only reason he came out, like, for it was because Biden, who was the VP, was like, of course we love gay marriage. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, that's my nigga. <laughs> you think I give a fuck about what two dudes do? Gang, gang, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe, oh, I think you went a little too far. We can't win with that one, buddy. Uh, I guess, Joe, since <laughs> you already gone, put your foot in your mouth. Listen, Joe, I agree, but we can't lead with that. Our message can't be, I uh, fucks with those niggas. <laughs> <laughs> gang, gang, Joe Biden. <laughs> with Joe Biden. I don't give a fuck what y'all think. Joe Biden is my nigga. Nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> nah, I really do like Joe Biden. Joe Biden laughed in uh, Paul Ryan's face that entire uh, VP debate like, oh, this guy. <laughs> I have not been keeping up with um, governmental poli- po- 
Wow, I can't even say it. It's Political. so hard in your mind. <laughs> I haven't been keeping up with shit. I don't even know what's going on this week. The world's on fire. <laughs> yeah, isn't it always? Since we started this podcast, everything's been on fire. The one constant is chaos. Yeah. This week just flew by for me. Like, I think I got sick or started feeling sick Thursday because I was getting my... um tire put on and I was outside and it was a lot of pollen out there because since it just rained like hell last week I was like damn we getting pollen already yeah hey it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough spring and summer nigga this past week of weather has been fucking crazy I'm sick of the rain I know like I'm sick of the rain (laughs) We better not have a rainy ass summer if it's doing all this for the onset of spring. Yeah, I'm already. I had to get my grass cut, bro. It's it just hit March. Yeah, I'm really confused because I'm just like still feeling like it's winter, and we literally about to be in spring. We didn't have winter this year. No, we had like a couple of cold days and a couple of freezing temperatures. Like, we had our coldest day in our lifetime, and then it was just, like, spring the next week. We literally had uh, tornadoes back-to-back days. Yeah. What? <laughs> what is going on? I'm tired. Bro. I'm sick of weather. Turn it off. Right. <laughs> Have you tried turning it off and on? Blow in the back of the car. Please. God, gotta take the game out and go. <sighs> Flip the batteries around. Do something. Like, it's just. Have you tried to put the batteries in the freezer yet? God, have you tried to put the batteries in the freezer yet? Rub the ends of the batteries together. I don't know, bro. I can't. Like,. You know what's weird? Let's talk about this for a second. How is that a Negro tune when remote controllers couldn't have existed for long? Let's talk about that, people. How the fuck do we all know to do these things with a remote control? Because, baby, batteries was expensive. Even back in the day, we weren't trying to be out here <laughs> buying batteries left and right. We got to figure this shit out like we always have. <laughs> Just looking out of the window. Why are batteries so fucking expensive? Bro, my sister, like, that's one of those complexes. She be getting mad. I be telling her business, but fuck it. One of her complexes is our parents never bought us batteries except for the first set. So whatever game or whatever ran out, it didn't matter if it was still workable. It was broke because we were broke. <laughs> Literally. That is one of her complexes for my childhood. So she stayed with batteries. Yeah. And now my parents have learned the lessons and they have hella batteries at their house. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like my doorknob thing had ran low and you got to switch the batteries out. And my mom was like... Oh, I got batteries. And she pulled out this thing of like two big ass like Sam's energizing thing. I'm like, where the fuck was this when we were growing up? I'm just letting my toys die. Right. Oh, it don't work no more. It's broke. It ain't broke. It ain't we broke, broke nigga. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it don't work until we work. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, me, hey, being black is wild. Because even it, like, all right, this is going to lead into our next conversation. So people be assume like, we've talked about this numerous times. People assume that because we grew up in the suburbs, that we somehow had some privileged ass life. Oh, yeah. Or, a lot of people assume that. It's like, no, nah, nigga. My parents bought this house and it wasn't shit in here. Mm hmm. Because they wanted us just to be in a decent school thing. Now, that is a privilege. Don't get me wrong. But it ain't like we were rolling in dough. Yeah. My parents got bread now just because they ain't got no fucking kids in the house. <laughs> Same. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so they be doing magical shit like giving you money. You be like, whoa, I couldn't give anybody this money. You're, like, You're broke, nigga. That's why. <laughs> You just gave me hundreds of dollars on the whip. Like, yeah, nigga. I'm balling, big dog. Like, <laughs> who are we? Right. Are we the fucking Jeffersons? <laughs> <laughs> Fish don't fry in the kitchen. Beans don't burn on the grill. Took a whole lot of trying just to get up that hill. We made it, though. We made it. So, you know who John Moran is? Yeah. He's a... Whatever for the Grizzlies. Yeah. He's a guard for the Grizzlies. Uh, one of the best young players in the league. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Him and his daughter are very cute. Very much. And then, like, his daughter be at the games. His dad looks just like Usher and be at the games. His daughter be wearing chains, too. Yeah. I'll be like, you better ice your daughter out. Your only daughter. Right. That's so cute. I love seeing men spoil their daughters. That's yeah. just the cutest thing ever. I don't know what it is about that, but it's just precious. It's because you were spoiled by your daddy. It's like, look yeah. at the goddamn mirror. <laughs> it's just good to see niggas openly, like, show their softer side. Yeah. Like, that's just... <sighs> that. Those are the parts of masculinity that, like, when all these incel niggas be trying to act like people don't want uh, masculinity anymore, they just say it's toxic. But, like, no. Nah. Positive masculinity is always needed. Mm-hmm. It adds completeness. Like we all have male, I mean, uh, masculine traits and feminine traits. It's how it's how we build our society. But anyway, <laughs> I be getting carried away. I be guys talking about something like, God damn, really bad. <laughs> um, so John Morant is already a two-time All-Star. He's 23, but he has been making the wrong decisions the last couple weeks. Oh, shit. What that nigga been doing? Okay, so first things is a couple weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago now, he um was in, uh he went to a Pacers game. I mean, they played the Pacers, whatever. And it was a back and forth or whatever. And apparently, Jaw was at the Pacers tour bus, and somebody that was in Jaw's car uh, shined a uh, laser into the team bus. Like a gun laser? Like a gun laser? Yeah. Like, that, like the team said, they were, like, the security was like, that's definitely a gun laser. 
they couldn't confirm it, but the NBA made a note of it, and that that had just came out. Then a couple days ago, uh, Jaws mom had got into it with a finish line employee. She called Ja, and Ja showed up at the mall with eight uh, of his homeboys trying to fight a security guard and told the security guard uh, something to the effect of, we'll see you after you get off. Ja Morant? Yes. Did- Star of Memphis Grizzlies. One of the stars of the league. I'm has sorry, a shoe. but I don't remember this nigga having a struggle story. And that's what people were bringing up. They were like, they were showing uh, pictures of him as a teenager in the suburbs. And some people were like, that don't mean that necessarily that he's like rich or nothing, but. He wasn't in no environment to just be on no gang shit. Your daddy's still in your life and show up to all your games, nigga. That is a privilege within itself. Yeah, you either trying to be somebody you're not, or you just around the wrong niggas right now. And either of those cannot be the the answer when you have generate you have the potential to have generational wealth in right, your family. Right. And the latest thing is, last night this nigga got on, uh, Instagram Live in a strip club, what appears to be a strip club. With girls dancing on people in the background. That's not the issue. This nigga has a gun out. And is dancing with the gun. What? Hey. Nigga fucking up. We've talked about these suburban niggas that want to be hood niggas. Right. So I don't really have too much more to say about that. I just... I don't even know much about John Morant for real, but I feel like whenever you're a star of any team and you're black, if you've had a struggle story, it's going to be out there. And I don't really remember hearing of no struggle story, so I don't feel like John Morant grew up in an environment where he would be out here toting for no reason and pointing and shooting. Well, not necessarily shooting, but shit, if he got a gun, it's... And it was was a little subcompact nine. Which, for us Southern niggas, this nigga's from South Carolina. He, he lives in Tennessee. Niggas got guns. That's not the issue. I saw some people being like, having pictures of all these white athletes with like ARs and all this shit. Yeah. That's not the thing. Yeah, but. They, I don't see them dancing with their thing. Yeah, like I'm saying, to be out here just like flossing it, to me, to me, that's a big ass red flag. Like, he sound like a nigga with a gun that don't need to be a nigga with a gun. Yeah. Because if you point it with the laser beam on it and shit, like. And if your niggas feel the need to back up your foolishness, you ain't got the right people around you. You always got to have at least a couple friends and be like, nah, nigga, I think you need to think this out. Yeah. You could have went up there yourself to back your mama. You had to bring a whole slew of niggas. No, the real thing is he shouldn't have went up there at all. At all, yeah. You are John Morant. Lawsuits, my nigga. Like, y'all, you got to play a rich man game. Niggas be trying to play hood shit. When they they ain't got hood money, they got real nigga money. Hey, you'll hear from my lawyer. That's (laughs) 
<laughs> I can't wait till I get to that about like, oh, no, I'm not going to fight you, buddy. Yeah. But my lawyer's going <laughs> to sue your ass. <laughs> They're going to have your fucking ass. My kids are going to have generational money after we get done suing your butt. <laughs> That's how you get that speech. Not, let me see when that nigga get off. Yeah, I just... And then plus it's your mama. Why would you fucking call your son on some, some bullshit? Shit, like, yeah, like, ain't nobody abusing her. She's she's having a retail dispute. Right. And what nigga has not had a retail dispute to where they be like, nah, these niggas disrespected. I'm going to get my son to come up here. If your son is the local drug dealer, I guess. Even that's stupid. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, he going to end up popping that shit off. It's inevitable because you're not just out here flossing it like that. <laughs> So the thing today is niggas our age and a little bit below us have been like, nigga, you fucking up. That's when I know we becoming elders. Yeah. We like, we like, hey, y'all nigga, like, I know too many athletes that done went down the path that that nigga playing with. I done seen this before. Right. I done seen this movie a couple of times. You got too much dip on your chip. <laughs> like, hey. Alan Iverson represented something to white America that I don't think he fully represented. In all honesty, they tried to make him a thug. And I don't think that was it. I think Mm -hmm. he was just raw blackness. Michael Vick, to a certain degree, but once the dog fighting thing got into it, they couldn't separate that. The person I'm thinking of reminds me most of this jaw situation is Gilbert Arenas, who infamously brought guns into the locker room of the Wizards and derailed his whole career Yeah, over some uh, gambling shit. Them dice, when them dice break out, Listen, juice break out. You can't trust these dice games. No. That's the easiest way to get stabbed or shot. Yep. But... What, why is that? Is, is, are dice rules so skewed for everyone that it Yep. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. People, it's just like, this is going to be another black ass episode. Like, it's kind of like, yeah, Uno, Negro, Uno and Spades rules. Right. It's <laughs> Negroomics of, ga- of playing games. Yeah. Niggas always be on some bullshit. It's, everybody got a different version right. of what they want to follow. And the, for me, the mistake with dice is people don't ask, like, up front. Cause you be from different regions. What's the rules? You can't be like, uh, what's the big Joker? Mm-hmm. What a little Joker? Mm-hmm. Two's high, two lows. People, All right. People wait until they get into a situation to be like, this nigga disrespect me. Yeah. No. 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 This house rules. This bro. my twenty. This my no. I I got one this because I got this. The worst thing to do is to play beer pong with niggas <laughs> because them they, rules <laughs> don't stick in no uh, house uh, like nah we play white boy rules right here <laughs> girls can blow <laughs> uh if you miss the tables automatic pass it back yeah look hey 
Like I said, Cards Against Humanity, white people rules. Uno Spades, black people rules. Yep. Taboo, black. <laughs> but, um, yeah, John Morant, you could tell niggas is like, niggas been chastising him. I've been seeing people our age and people a little bit older than us being like, that young man needs to get himself <laughs> together. We done became the uh, respectability politics niggas. We done became the, the sit-your-ass-down generation. Right. <laughs> you know what y'all problem is? Y'all ain't got no home training. <laughs> That's millennials now. Like, oh. Somebody said my whole timeline right now with John Morant. <laughs> Please reach him. It's a fucking hellscape, but it's my hellscape. <laughs> feeling herself back then. Yes, she was. Who wasn't feeling himself back then? Yeah, it's just weird seeing pictures of your parents young. It is. They were young when we were young, but we just didn't realize it. I know. <laughs> like, they were our age, and now we just doing kid shit. <laughs> A couple of weeks ago, I was looking at Etsy of people that made the Kaleidoscope Kids' Choice Award uh, replicas. I was like, I want a Kids' Choice Award. That would be dope. I know. And some decoration. Especially like like for our set or whatever. That's what we got. That would be dope. We got to start working on like our TV like layout. Our video. That would be really dope. I know. And then like that same person, they clearly have like a 3D printer. But they also make agar rocks from guts. Oh, snap. And I was like, yo. (laughs) Oh, wow. Our childhood. What a time. I know. The Kids' Choice Awards is actually tonight, too. Is it? Yeah. On a Saturday? Not as, well, that makes sense for kids. I think they're just recording it, and I think they're going to air it probably next week. I think. But it's also cool to see, like, little Baby took his uh, two sons, and then, like, Kelly Rowland took her son. Oh, yeah. I did see that picture of Kelly. Kelly is aging in reverse. Bro. She going to be... She gonna be a fine ass ninety year old. Every photo shoot she does, she look better and better. Bro, that's Black Barbie. That's the Angela Bassett of our generation. Definitely. <laughs> she look. She go like she gonna be like Gladys Knight, pretty as all hell at whatever age she is. My crush on Gladys Knight be growing each day. Every time I see a old picture of her, I'm like, God damn, she's my type. I would, smile in them dimples. Hey, a dark ass girl with smiling dimples and a a big ass forehead. Steal your heart every time. Heart. <laughs> Weak in the knees. My heart fluttered. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the pressure. <laughs> the pressure is getting worse. <laughs> the pressure. Um. We got uh, that thing about Scott Adams, the guy who created Dilbert. 
being yeah. a fucking racist. What? Like, where did that come from? What triggered that conversation? Okay, so what happened was, what he said triggered the conversation was, he saw a Rasmussen poll that said like something like 40% of black people, um, 46% of black people don't think that white is okay is a positive slogan. But there's a couple of things with that. First off, Rasmussen polls, uh, Rasmussen polls are historically very far right. Mm-hmm. So skewed that they're not taken serious, even by people on the conservative right. They view them as propaganda. The people in the survey, it was only like, I think, 1,300 people oh. interviewed. And I think the demographics of that interview is like around 14% black people because that's how much we make up nationally. Mm-hmm. So 46% of that group of people saying that doesn't mean anything for two reasons. One, I didn't know this until this article. That is a slogan from white racist groups. It's okay to be white. I didn't know that. Had no idea. And then the other thing was people were saying most people, if you ask them something outside of their their group, they won't give you an answer. They'll be like, uh, I don't know. I guess. Mm-hmm. I, but so that poll was false information at best. So Scott Adams, when he was given his little spill on tea, I think it's coffee time with Scott Adams. He was saying that if half of black people feel like I'm not going to use the clip. I might put it in later. I don't know. I feel like I don't like to amplify white supremacist talking points, but I might use it just for you to see that I'm not just paraphrasing. But he was like, uh, white people should pull away from black people and not should not support black people. Um for years they have tried to help black people and if they don't if they're going to be racist and all this stuff just pull away now his thing was he was acting like he was saying he was mirroring leftist talking points about removing yourself from white spaces and protecting yourself but it's disingenuous disingenuous because he also said every day he sees Black people beating up white people on social media, nigga. That means your algorithm is fucked up because you're a fucked you're up racist, <laughs> right? And then the other thing that made me mad about that was he was like, "And watch, people will say I'm racist because all of this." You can't say racist shit and then be like, "Watch the media be like he's fucking racist." And why do you think that would be concluded? And then the other thing, after that happened, he tweeted, like, the next day, he was just like, oh, yeah, they're coming after me. And then he was like, uh, eventually, people around the nation were like, we're not going to have your comics in our papers anymore. You know, because that would make advertisers look bad, and press doesn't want bad press. Mm -hmm. And he was like... I've been fired from three jobs because of racism. And each time it's been because white people have tried to uh, pretty much go 
above and beyond to not appear racist. That's why I also identified as being black for years. What? And I'm like, when was this? This was like this week. But the other thing about that is, now that's not just a direct quote. If you're going to be a fucking asshole about it, guys, uh, <laughs> I just don't give a fuck about this motherfucker. But it's damn near close to goddamn. <laughs> People just be getting on the internet saying shit. That that's the hardest part that I've had to learn. People really will say anything, and then they will try to like gaslight you. I didn't say that. Like this one, like black conservative, underneath Scott's po- uh his post. Uh, he was like, I've listened to you for years and this is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. No, like, and then he was like, where did I say that you should pull away from being uh from black areas? He's like, I was watching it live. What are you talking about? And then anytime I have to uh, ride with a coon, I'd be feeling conflicted because <laughs> I want to be like. Pull yourself by your own yeah. straps. <laughs> You'll be having to figure out who you are. You're like, hold up, I agree with Candace Owens. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Why the fuck are me and Candace Owens on the same side? <laughs> that is some next level shit. Right. You have the second you have to do a coon check for yourself. <laughs> like, God damn it. Am I a coon? The coon litmus test. <laughs> That's getting a little too acidic. <laughs> God damn it! I wish I, we could name it the Coon Litmus Test. That look, that is very uh, season one suburban podcast. It's giving six point five. You need to bring it down to a two. Oh, the it's spicy. <laughs> it burns a little. <laughs> the Coon Acidic Test. <laughs> Litmus, litmus, <laughs> the cool litmus test. <laughs> oh, this wine got me hiccuping. <laughs> oh shit! A cool litmus test. <laughs> Wouldn't it be hilarious? <laughs> Which one of these statements do you agree with? Women be dressing like hoes now. <laughs> I think we were better off in slavery. <laughs> <laughs> or you know what the real problem is? They took Jesus out of church. I mean, out of uh, school. The slaves didn't try hard enough to be free. <laughs> People were saying the wildest shit the last couple weeks. Like, I can't. It was something so coonish. I was like, God damn it, man. What the fuck is wrong with y'all motherfuckers? <laughs> People just be saying shit. I think people be bored. I think some people be bored and they just be trolling. But then I also think that there's some people who are so stupid that they never like, why hasn't anybody ever said this? Because it's fucking stupid. I need I need for some of these people to talk to their friends first before they yeah. record themselves. You gotta do some alpha and beta testing before you just put this <laughs> shit out on the fucking internet, yeah. bro. <laughs> like, don't launch when you don't have a fully realized product. Yeah, especially when you already have an idea that people might assume you're racist. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe run that by somebody first. <laughs> that nigga said he was fired from three places. 
for because of racism, but it was because of white people. Yeah. Don't and, do your rough draft on us. Right. <laughs> your and, rough draft can't be your final draft uh-uh. when it comes to these takes. I'm sorry. Nah, bro. You got to think this shit through. You got to say it out loud so you can hear yourself first. Right. You got to recite this in the mirror. <laughs> like, it's one of the speeches when you have a speech class in high school or college. You got to roll your... <laughs> like, you got to do all the shit before you just put this shit out there. Don't say roll your R, because that could lead to some other shit. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need no R's in this situation. Hey, that, that, forget, that the R's. <laughs> forget the R's. Forget the R's. Bro, <laughs> motherfuckers is out here wilding, bro. It's a crazy time to be fucking alive, nigga. Bro, it's like you could have did anything else that day, and that's what you chose. This nigga had the cushiest job in art to come out with what is deemed by people a classic comic strip, mm-hmm. and you just gotta put it. You gotta fill in three, four slides a week, and you make millions of dollars. And you decided to run your mouth. Right. And now you want to be like, I need donations. Or I... No, nigga. No. You, you talking you, all that shit. You'll be okay. Right. You'll be all right. You might get some donations, but I guarantee you won't be from no black people. <laughs> and you know what? This is my other thing. This is how I feel. This is how I feel about this cooning shit. And then this is how I feel about this everything else. That racist money can't pay long money. Oh, no. No, no, no. It's always going to be a new grifter coming through being like, well, I hate niggas more than you, nigga. Racist money is just as dangerous as fast money. It, it's the quintessential fast money. It is fast money, yeah. Because if you think about it, the most in vogue thing that has ever happened since we got here was anti-blackness. Like, it's just weird. Like, it's never been a time where people can't be anti-black and get ahead. Black people included. I'm so tired of seeing, like, just coon-ass motherfuckers. And I'm not just saying, like, when I say coon, I mean people that are really being, like, diabolical to their race and trying to set them back. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about black Republicans. I'm not talking about black conservatives. I'm not talking about suburban niggas. Niggas is married white women or none of that shit. I'm talking about people that actually set black people back. Mm-hmm. Those are coons to me. And people be seeing the bag and thinking that's the long money. Even Candace Owens has started switching up her shit. Because you realize you can't keep that shit up forever and still thrive. No. Because eventually... Also, as we get older, our views are not as radical. They're more realized and based within the reality we've seen. So mm-hmm. it's some things that older people would be like, no, we can do this. But people ain't going to move like that, baby. And we used to be like, y'all just gave up. Y'all didn't fight through all the obstacles and all this shit. And now as we get older, like, I get it. Yep. You can't be as idealistic as you get older. It's way more, way more rationalized. Yeah. Like, you meet most people in the midpoint. 
You could be center left, center right. But the center is where most people are going to live. Mm-hmm. The fringes on either side, even if it's righteous movements, are still fringes. Most people are middle of the road. So approaching politics in a way that's not middle of the road is uh, counterintuitive. But when you're young, you're so full of ideals and you're finding truth out and you just want to spread that shit to everybody. You got all this hope and nuance. Right. It's just like the John Mayer song. You just found out there's no such thing as the real world. And you're trying to tell everybody. And then when you hear older people tell you, you like, they nah. don't understand. They just yeah. all washed yeah, up. That ain't it. That ain't it. The scariest thing to learn as you're a young person is realizing the shit that your parents were 100% right about. And then you were a baby and you're just like, God damn it, them niggas are telling the truth. You start just seeing shit. Yeah. Just eyes be open as fuck. Be like, wow. And then you see your favorite young basketball player showing guns. Be like, "Mm -mm." Prime example. (laughs) I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) Kuna, (laughs) now this niggas gonna dig, I guess. (laughs) Oh, speaking of niggas gonna dig. Oh shit. Let's talk about this nigga. Who's nigging today? This is uh, Coach Prime, a.k.a. Deion Sanders. Mm-hmm. He has, uh, you know, he left Jackson State mm-hmm. to go to Greener Pastures out in Colorado. And uh, he had a meeting with the band director of Colorado. That's cool. <laughs> um, you know, at HBCU, kind of traditional that the band kind of coincides. I know it's a difference, but it don't have to be. We like one big happy family. So we go as you guys go to certain things we like, certain things we don't like. And I want to just get on the same page. And uh, we're probably going to have a new theme song that I want you guys to get, and it's not hard. And I think you can knock it out of the park because it's kind of a band type song. And uh, I need to get somebody to play so I can let you hear it. So I don't know if you know it, but when I say uh, pregame speech, give me my theme music, mm-hmm. and then the music clicks on because we always have a DJ in the locker room. And, I think and this ain't know, no concert. But it'll be even and taking it to a whole nother level when the band is able to execute it, and uh, it, that's going to be really, really good, really good. You mean coming out of, out of the tunnel to that? Well, you, know, you got to do your thing. Yeah. Well, pregame, we coming out. We coming out with that. Mm-hmm. And anytime we uh, make plays or whatever, and we take the lead, which we gonna do, we wanna. Just thinking like a turnover situation kind yeah, of thing. We wanna yeah. hit that. Yeah. We want that to be our heartbeat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when they hear that, they know we coming. Easy. They know. We just did something. We come in, ESPN, the other outlet's going to pick it up. So we do a Ralphie intro video every year that they changed. Do you want us to have that be the music so that we can we can run out to that too? Oh, I will. Wow, so they're just already like, okay, we're doing it. Yeah. This nigga's trying to make 
HBCU culture at Colorado in Boulder. Look, it's a time and place for everything. <laughs> you knew where you was going when you went there. Bruh, exactly. Look. So. Okay. So. He has a God complex. Yeah. He one of them niggas that feel like, like he was, <laughs> like, uh, D, we know him. Uh, he was like, that man really went to the band director and was like, it's not hard to play. Like you've ever touched right. an instrument in your life. <laughs> right. Or read music. It's like, nigga, what? How do you know what the fuck is hard? Dion is one of them niggas that feel like he could do everything. And those are the most annoying ass niggas. They are the fucking worst. Yep. Them invincible ass... Oh, this shit ain't hard. Y'all just ain't working hard enough. All my ideas are good type of nigga. Right. And it's like, nigga, you need to be knocked down a little bit. And then plus... HBC... This... All right. I don't think we... I think I edited it out anytime we talked about Dion since he left. But I've slowly started realizing how bad of an idea it was. For somebody like him mm-hmm. to go to a HBCU. His kids, I think his kids understand the mission of HBCUs a little bit different. Yeah. Because of students. Like Shador seemed to really love Jackson and he cared about the institution. When you're a student at an HBCU, it's a little different than when you're on the faculty. faculty. Yeah. It means something different to you. And it's not even just HBCU. We talk, we started this podcast talking about Buckhorn. That's a part of us. Mm-hmm. It don't matter if I'm 60 years old if Buckhorn wins some shit. That's I, your that, school. Ooh, that's my school. Especially, like a city like Huntsville, what school you go to determines a lot of shit. True. If I ask you what school you went to and you tell me some bullshit like Bob Jones, <laughs> nigga, get the fuck away from me. I'll just like... <laughs> Grissom. Like, ugh. Huntsville High, I always be asking people, like, you know my mom? That's your mom? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like in a small city, what school you went to, the term, like... That what hood you rapping? Yeah, that's really what it is. That lets people know all they need to know. Right, like you meet somebody from Buckhorn, they might be country, they might be hood, or they might be country hood, suburban ass niggas. It it tells you everything you need to know. He might be black and bougie, or he might be just a nigga in the suburbs. Yeah, literally <laughs> a transplant. Right. <laughs> No in between <laughs> them two extremes. Um, but yeah, Dion, Dion, one of the motherfuckers that be running around here thinking that, oh, we swag surf here, so we're just like a HBCU. Like, and that's the dangerous thing we were worried about when an outsider came in. Our concerns about our institutions, especially the people that have attended and graduated. Especially if you have graduated. 
from your HBCU. There's a mission on you that's different. Mm-hmm. And you don't take it lightly. You're like, yeah, I can talk shit about a and but you can't talk shit about a <laughs> I can talk shit about Alabama State, but you can't talk shit about Alabama State. This nigga's going through a midlife crisis. He is having a great dream. <laughs> that nigga's chasing a rabbit and everything. <laughs> oh, if you ever see him with a rabbit, that nigga turned into a full life predator. He got Nigga, what you lifting your fucking arm for? At this point. <laughs> Gotta get in my stance, nigga. Right. I was bred for this shit. <laughs> Gotta stay ready out here. The first time he did, I was like, look at this nigga looking noble and shit. He looked like an athlete. <laughs> look at my horse. Right. <laughs> that nose was pointed, bro. And that, that hand was, that paw was lifted in the air. Thought he was trained for this shit. And then, I don't know. I feel like niggas really just don't take the possibility of having a kid seriously. No, it's because we don't have to fucking carry the child. Or be the sole caretaker in the early stages. Right. That's why when, look, it's going to be controversial to some of these people, and I don't give a fuck. That's why in child uh, custody court, niggas can't be mad if a woman has a more, has a better chance of winning in family court than a man. It's one of the few things that women may have a better chance at than us. Mm -hmm. But that is because of patriarchy. And we prop up patriarchy so much in all these other areas of our life. We can't be mad about the one area that it doesn't always go in our favor. Yeah. And if you got the money and the resources, you can fight and get your child. Yeah, I was going to say it shouldn't be hard for you. Anyway. Motherfucker, some motherfuckers just don't be wanting to have their kids. Let's just be honest with yeah, that shit. That is, that is exactly it. If you didn't want the kids in the first place, like we said, you would take every preventative measure to not bring a child into this world. Especially like for just to have unprotected sex. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like, bro, it's. It's way bigger shit I'm scared of than pregnancy. By not wrapping my dick up. Yeah, for sure. And I'm a single man out here. It's, look. If I had a kid, it wouldn't be the perfect circumstance, but that's not what I'm fucking worried about. Yes. I'm worried about some Too many other germs shit. out here. It's cooties everywhere, bro. <laughs> And y'all niggas be acting like cooties don't exist. And I just don't fucking understand. Y'all just like, I like the way it feels raw. I'm like, nigga, but do you like taking all these medications? Right. (laughs) Fuck child support, nigga. Do you want to take fucking 15, 20 pills a day? Niggas don't care. They will catch a disease, take take their antibiotics, sit out the game for two weeks and go right back in and doing the same shit. Some niggas won't even sit out of the goddamn game. Yeah, that's true. 
And that is wild to me. Bitches either, honestly. Bro, I'm trying to get out of this date and shit as soon as possible. <laughs> Look, like, fuck all this shit. Oh. Like, like, from a pragmatic adult standpoint, I'm trying to get out of this hellscape. Yeah. Look, marriage and relationships, I know, are going to take work, but goddamn it, I got to get the fuck out of here. Quick. <laughs> get you one and just make it work. That's it. Look, bro, I'm just trying to. <laughs> Make it work with somebody I trust and respect. My ultimate, like, my dream is to just win, like, the lottery. And a person I want to marry, I'll just be like, just marry me. Have my baby. We live this dope-ass fucking yeah, life, baby. I got the rest. Right. <laughs> you just got to have the kids. Bro, if she turned me down after that shit, though, I'll be so fucking heartbroken. <laughs> I'll drive my shit all the way out and be like... I literally won a billion dollars and she didn't want to be with me. I'd be like, oh my God. <laughs> nah, you just have some good ass retail therapy after that. <laughs> Bro, I have a future hoe phase. Like, I'm yeah, literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> I'm flying bitches out. It'll be crazy, bro. It's like, nah, nigga. I'm getting my get back. Like Juice went from having no kids to 15 in one year. <laughs> Nick Cannon wouldn't have shit on me, nigga. Ooh-wee. Except for all my baby mamas would be just dark-skinned women. Just <laughs> so all your kids still gonna look alike. Because <laughs> you gonna keep thinking the same bitch right. in a different body. It's like, I was doing this shit when I was fucking for free. I might as well do it while... <laughs> I required a taste. <laughs> it's like, bro, yeah, fuck that shit. I don't want no fluid out exotic bitches. Bring me the darkest shit out. Look, I- I'm just going to do a tour of... I talked all that shit about not wrapping up. If that scenario happened, I ain't wrapping up the rest <laughs> of my fucking life. I'm having kids. Look, I'm trying to be fuck Father it. Abraham. Fuck it. I want my kids. I want many sons. <laughs> and many sons have father juice. I am one of them. And so are you. Oh my God. Hey, I'm about to be Genghis Khan in this <laughs> motherfucker. I hope you win the lottery, my nigga. <laughs> this should be so fun. <laughs> I, like, I would hire you as my personal assistant and just give you money. Be like, you niggas fall out. <laughs> I'm gonna be a TT to twelve niggas. Right. It's like I'm the godmother for fifteen children. Like God damn, who? How you got? Like, oh Jesus. Juice had a time. He was depressed. The love of his life turned him down with millions, and he said, "Fuck this shit, nigga." Bro, if I ever win the lottery, hey, we gonna ball the fuck out. It's going to be like Rob Deerdick Fantasy Factory. Oh, hell yeah. With just nigga shit. Like flying in the best wing. Uh, Like we'll have like a best wing contest. Be like, we're going to fly this person from Korea. Fly this person from China. And all of the best black cooks and have a wing off. Ooh. <laughs> You're like, yeah. <laughs> we just have a spread of wings. That's that's some black shit. Right. A charcuterie of wings? 
Nigga. A wing coochie. <laughs> a wing coochie? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services, such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Beam, beam, beam. <laughs> <laughs>